You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and I'm super excited about my guest today. My guest today is Anthony Thompson, or should I say Coach Anthony Thompson? Either or, man. Whatever. All right. That sounds great. Well, you know, I always have people introduce themselves, but I might have to add some things at the end because like you're one guy I want to introduce because you've been a great influence on my devotional time in the morning and my group as well. I think we've done all 18 or 20 of your devotionals. And if you tell me, hey, Jim, there's 23, that's then I'll be wrong. I'll just be excited that there's a few that I haven't done yet. But I did look at my completed plans, and I think it was either 18 or 20 that we've done. So, Anthony, tell the audience a little bit about you, and then we'll I'll dig in a little bit more on you and, and all the great things that you're doing. Sure, man. Well, first, thanks, Jim. I think it's about 18. There's actually a new one that came out today. I'll chat with later. But yeah, look, your story resonated a little bit with me. I know your new book and stuff. You get in there a little bit about being adopted. And I grew up on the south side of Chicago. It wasn't great first eight years. And I was adopted, unfortunately, into a, a Christian home, pastors. And that really helped put a lot of the guide and you know rails along things. And from there, got into a lot of celebrity PR in LA and wasn't living for God at all. I always thought the Bible was sort of like, it was great, but wasn't applicable, which led me into you know a lot of disasters, which I'm sure you've had in your life, walking away from God. And then I ended up working for a couple of major ministries, global ministries at very high levels with a lot of great leaders. Uh, I'd given my life to, to the Lord at that point in a very sort of dramatic scenario. And then from there, sort of started to work out on my own in a sort of consulting advisory and coaching role and also still doing some stuff in marketing and things like that with some pretty big companies here in Arizona. And then I got to sort of connect with you and your tribe in this devotional world. So I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad to hear your story. I'm glad for what you're doing with your audience and the financial sector. It's very, very important. And I look forward to, man, just sort of wrapping with you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Anthony. So let me just tell you guys a little bit about like how I was exposed to Anthony is we have a group of 12 to 15 guys that every day, every morning, we use the version Bible app and we do a devotional and they make it so easy for you. It's really cool is they'll have them, they'll have an author that has a message and, and like Anthony, great author. And it'll be three days, five days. Sometimes it's 30 days, right? And, and sometimes it's going over a subject or maybe it's going over a book in the Bible or a subject in the Bible and everything's faith based. So it's like, it's, it's all back to it. You'll get the, the teaching and then you get Bible verses and then you make comments. And this is the thing that's kind of cool is we have guys from all over the country that make comments after we read it, right? And we give each other a hard time and we do Zoom meetings and introduce each other and stuff. And so we came upon Anthony's devotionals. And I think the first one we did was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So what, in Anthony, I'll let you correct me or add to this, but what Anthony did is he took the book and then he took the principles in the book and then related them back to the Bible 
and then Bible verses that backed up those principles. And it's always impactful for me because I'm out there teaching people. I think I read that book when I was 22 years old or something like that. And now to have it brought back to the Bible and brought back to faith is really incredible. So Anthony's style is really, really cool. And it really resonates with me and not only me, everybody in our group. And so it was like, hey, we really like this dude. Where's the next one that he did? And so then where's the next one? And so it's good news because I'll remember, Anthony, and nobody else will hear this because it won't come out before we're done with our current devotional. Because you can pick the devotional. If you get up the earliest guy on the day that we get the new devotional, you can just pick it and invite everybody and do it, right? So that's where we got to, that's where we got exposed to, to, to Anthony. And in Anthony's teaching, he shares his evolution and his progress and his walk. And he does it very openly and lots of different subjects from, you know, just starting off in business and, and getting to where you don't have a lot of money to, Hey, everything's going great to playing video games and just all kinds of different analogies and opening himself up. So it, it definitely motivated me too when I'm telling my story or being interviewed on a podcast is Anthony's definitely had a big influence on me. And I always say that I've had mentors that I've never met. And this is the first time that I've gotten a chance to meet Anthony via video. And I hope someday to get to meet him in person. So you're in marketing. That's cool. Talk about like the, I don't want to say the struggle, but like talk about where you realize that, hey, I need to go out and do my own thing. Like how did that come about? Yeah, that's good. Look, Jim, I think, you know, those of you that are listening, I'll give some kind of some color to, to you know, kind of who I even am. So, you know, I, the last decade, I was with a, a company called Hillsong as a very high level in growth uh, for them. And so, you know, when you look at me, if you were to see this video, you know, I don't come across as, you know, maybe your prototype writer. You know, I'm not a library guy. I'm a little bit more front facing. I like to have a lot of fun. And writing, Jim, writing for me was the only A that I got ever in school. And I wasn't in a school just like you, you know, that wasn't my thing. And so when I had to sort of work on that skill, there was so much, you know, friction on it because, you know, it's like, who writes? A writer? Like, that's not me. Like, I'm out in the club. Like, I'm with the people. I'm doing other things. That's why, I mean, marketing's a little bit easier in that regard. But the writing side was always like, well, it's a gift and it's a skill, you know. And I had to start to really believe that there was something to it. When I wrote my first devotional there on version. I was so terrified. It was during 2020. I had just lost everything in the stock market. Uh, I was trading. I had mentors. I had a coach. And it was a quarter of a million bucks gone on a options play that I was doing that was very, very conservative. But the yeah. bond market, bond futures went nuts, blew me up, blew me out. I was devastated. I had kids and married and you know everything, everything went away. And so I started to write. And I started to get into, you know, the writing story of that process and taking time with the Lord to really get into that space and say, you know what? I was actually leaning so hard on that capital that I had so hard. It was my rock. And all of a sudden that rock, you know, as you know, in the scriptures, it says, don't build yourself on the sand, but on the rock. Well, it was on the sand, man. And I felt like the worst father 
the worst husband ever on planet earth to have a quarter million bucks evaporate like that, you know? And that started the pro, you know, that started going down that range of, you know, not just the feelings, but saying, well, Lord, here I am. Like, what are we going to do next? And so that was a major failure, a major miss. But I also saw it internally. Those of you guys, you know, you're the business heads and the founders and, you know, there's, when you're really smart and you've really got great ideas, it's one of the easiest things to lean on them. And I can tell you because I've done it most of my life and it's not a great way to play. And I've had to really, really learn to get off of that and start to pull in to the other side, which is where, Jim, the whole writing idea, you know, you mentioned that in your 20s, you were crushing all these books. And I was like, yes, so was I. I thought, you know, the Bible was old right? Yeah. It's not applicable, man. These stories suck. Like I, my hand, yeah. both hands raised, man. I was like this, I'm going to go into the Bhagavad Gita. I'm going to go into the Kabbalah. I'm going to go into all these mystic books and Pantangeles and all these, you know, Stoics and whatever. And I just, I think, thank God that I was at a young age in church, in my Bible. And so there came a point when I started to see things, I was like, I've seen that before. I saw that over here in the Bible. I've heard that message before, like with Covey, you know, the end in mind. I heard that message before. And, you know, that's really what I feel like my calling is as well, Jim, is to really prepare people for the end in mind. And not just financially, but like you're going to come and you're going to face and you got to face off with Jesus. And you've got to make sure that those decisions you're making are great. And I feel like my role in that is to say, hey, nudge them to make sure they're making the right decisions right now. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that, man. Uh, you know, it's funny because I didn't go to church as a kid. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I thought I believed in God. I mean, like I try, I dared God to kill me when I was in my teenage years mm. and really a lot of erratic, bad behavior and like, okay, if there's a God, then, you know, like, and you know, I would fly across traffic with, through a light and just go, okay. And, you know, he's showing me that he's there, but mm. I still don't see it. Right. I still didn't like, I just, it didn't hit me. And when I was 24 years old, this guy knocks on my door and, and there's no way, Anthony, I let this guy in my house. Zero chance. Right. I mean, zero chance. Right. Wally, for, for God's sake. I mean, that's his name. Wally. His hey, name's name Wally. Wally. Come in. Like, yeah, no. From inner city Los Angeles. I was like, and I, and I let him in. Right. So a few weeks later, I get baptized. My wife gets baptized. We accept Christ. And then it kind of hit me. I'm never going to be like these guys. I mean, with the bow tie and the saddle shoes, you know, I mean, I lust and I cuss yeah. and I, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I, maybe this is, I mean, maybe that I can't be that guy, mm. but you know what I learned, think and, and, and thankful that God showed me that, you know, by reading the Bible, I thought, you know what? I'm a lot like these guys in the Bible. Like, like mm. these guys, I mean, God takes people that you wouldn't expect. It's not the guy in the bow tie and the saddle shoes and has the perfect family and, and never says the F word and never like looks at the girl that walks by. I mean, like that's not who he takes, right? He takes uh. guys like me and guys like you. And he says, okay, you know, like go out and spread this word. And no, I'm not going to do it in a bow tie and I'm not going to do it with saddle shoes and I'm not going to do it perfectly, but I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to make people realize that if I can do it and 
then you can too, whether it's wealth or whether it's faith or whether it's the walk. I mean, like whether it's influence in the kingdom is if I can do it, you can do it. And I always feel like this comfort because you're so real in your devotionals that you're just being you, right? And in that authenticity, where do you feel like, and maybe, and if, maybe it's from God, but, but where do you feel like you've got that confidence to be your authentic self? Yeah. Uh, a lot of failing at it. You know, a lot of, uh, <laughs> trying to be that guy, trying to have the right stuff on, trying to say the right things. And a lot of those sides, I, I wrote about confidence just the other day. And if you're looking for confidence, First, one of the biggest things is repetitions of something, you know, to, to get more. So you want to be more authentic, get more reps at it. You know that, you know, Jim, any, anything you get more reps at, you just, you get a little bit better and you get more practice at it. Also talk to yourself positively. So, you know, the, the scriptures tell us that we love our neighbor as ourself. And what I, I find with a lot of clients and people that I talk with, they are not loving themselves. And I, I mean, being kind, speaking to themselves. Like, when you love somebody, you talk to them beautifully. You say nice things to them. And a lot of times we lose confidence because our words and our internal dialogue is is so mean towards us. Another thing I wrote in there about confidence is it's a great little analogy about one of my favorite movies is Dumb and Dumber. And, you know, Lloyd has this moment, Jim Carrey, is, you know, he's got this moment with this like super hot chick. And he's like, all right, just level with me. Just tell me, is there a chance? She's like, there's one in a million. And he just takes a step back and he's like, you're saying there's a chance. And it's how you interpret feedback, right? Yeah. Like parting confidence is, is interpreting feedback a little bit differently in a positive way. And so all of those, you know, different ways. And I'd add another one to that is, is the circle that you keep, right? We become who we hang out with, right? My dad always says that, you know, friends are like buttons on an elevator. They're going to take you up or they're going to take you down. And you have to pick which ones are going to be. And if you have negativity and negative, you know, friends around you regarding your confidence, it's also going to shake and crumble. And we all know that, you know, I don't ever say that I'm telling you something you don't know, but I do believe that I confirm things with you that you've already believed. And I think that's where the Lord really kind of helps to, to really speak in dialogue with people say, Hey, that's actually what I'm thinking. Yeah. I need to do that. You know? Yeah. I love that, man. I love confidence because it's what you just said. Confidence is a skill set. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can build confidence. And how do you build any skill? It's by repetition, just like you said. And I think that we end this show the same way every time, Anthony. We're not, we're, don't, don't worry, we're not ending yet. But, okay. but at the end of the show, it's Earl Nightingale in The Strangest Secret. Yeah. And whatever you think, you will become. Right. The Bible yeah. said that. That's not Earl Nightingale. He didn't invent that. Yeah. And, and, but he communicated it so well. In my opinion, it's one of the greatest recordings of all time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's and, awesome. And what you think you will become. And yes, you get negative thoughts, ne you know, negative every day. But the best analogy I've ever heard is, and this is the way that I do it in my brain, is I think of that negative thought as like a car on a highway. And all I want is if this is the, the you know, this is how much I can see. I just want it to go in and out. And, and mm. I know it's going to come in, but I just want to, like, I visually zoom it out like it's gone. And if it's a negative, but it's the truth, yeah. then I just think to myself, what am I going to do about it? Right? Mm. I mean, 
if I eat pizza for three days and then I go, man, looking in the mirror, I look like, you know, a little bit heavy. (laughs) Okay. Except that you ate like crap for three days. Now you're going to have to work out for two weeks and get that off or whatever it is, right? Whatever, Whatever your method is. But it's the same way in like negative thoughts about yourself, about your abilities, about your relationships and, you know, what the enemy in, in our belief system, the enemy's attacking you with those thoughts. It's the enemy is attacking you with you're not good enough. You're not lovable. You're not smart enough. You know, you can't manage your own money. You can't write books. You can't do any of that. I was not gifted in, in writing. It's my worst skill. And I thank you, God, for chat GPT because yeah. chat GPT will, it makes me sound so smart. And, you know, I was a solid 1.2, 1.3 student in English. So, you know, I, I writing a book, you know, I thought, okay, who's going to be able to make me sound like I can put two sentences together? I never understood the structure of, you know, a noun and a verb and then it can yeah. do the, I just never understood that. It doesn't compute in my brain. So I love that you have that gift because I love when friends of mine have gifts that I don't have mm. because I also believe that it's who not how, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to learn how to be a great writer, right? And if I want to turn this into a devotional, I'm going to rely on my new friend, Anthony, to say, okay, Jim, here's how you do this. Or here's what yeah. I would do. This is the way to do it. And yeah. it's who not how. And, you know, when you talk about losing money on Wall Street and then coaching people, like talk about the coaching part of it, because everybody that's ever known me has always said, you know, Jim, if you could make a couple million dollars a year being a high school football coach, you'd probably do that for the rest of your life and die happy. But, you know, I don't know of any high schools. If there's any out there, I'll give you my phone number. I haven't coached in 15 years, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, yeah. And they talk about the coaching part of that, why that's important to you and, and what you feel like people can get out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of that. I wrote something down while you were talking. It's just a note. I just want to, I feel like it's really ap- uh, applicable uh, for the listeners here, especially, you know, these leaders and, uh, and business owners. And it's something that I do with clients and I just feel like it, it'd be, it's an interesting exercise and a thought process. So a lot of times what I imagine people to do, I say, hey, you know, we all know who LeBron James is. We all know he's great at basketball, right? So when LeBron's preparing for a game, you know, LeBron has certain spots on the court where he's going to hit. Like the guy just gets to a spot and, you know, shooters get to their spot and they hit. And so he's always thinking, how do I get to my spots? Well, the defense is always saying to him, we can't let him get to his spots, right? So what are they doing? They're throwing an extra guy. They're bumping him. They're doing whatever they can because... What do they want to do? They want to distract him just enough to miss the shot. And so when I'm a lot of times when I'm talking with people, I say, look, the devil, you know, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And I always write about it. But I also add in distraction. If he can distract you, he can destroy you because you're not going to make that shot. And I I challenge leaders, I challenge business owners with just that idea is what distractions are in place, right, that that you're going to miss your shot. And then they say, well, you know, this kind of distractions. And so I take it. I take it a little bit one one step back and I say, this is big. I know people, you know, they always try and find their gifts. What's my gift? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I feel like strength finders is a pretty solid middle of the road, easy gift finder. And I don't care about your gifts, to be honest. That The point is not for you to be like, oh, look at my gifts. The point of the gifts 
is that the devil is going to attack you at your gifts. Why? Because that's where you're most valuable. I'm not going to guard Steph Curry in the post. He's not that great in the post. I don't want him shooting open threes. So they're going to defend you where your greatest gifts are. And that's some of the things that when I, you know, do sit down with, you know, leaders and whatever, and, and we'll talk about things and they're going through stuff in that, in that way, that for me was an area where I just continued to upskill because I really loved finding out more about people and getting curious. And I love them. And nowadays what I'm finding is that it's actually not a lot of people are getting time with people to either verbal process what they're doing. I was in organizations where it was a complete silo bubble where they, you know, sometimes I come in and I just have to be the truth and the voice of reason and say, you're not even close to what your, you know, C-suite levels are talking about right now. You need to X, Y, and Z because you, you haven't had truth or reality in a while. And sometimes it takes that type of thing. But I, I love this analogy when, you know, leaders and, and owners are going into this space saying, Every day, if you're getting attacked in an area, you have to look at your gifts and say, okay, which gift is under attack today? Mm. And if I could leave you one thing, one easy, tactful thing, you say, oh, I'm getting hit in this area. Well, why are you getting hit in that area? It's because it's probably one of your greatest gifts and the devil doesn't want to see that happening. All right. Yeah. So I think that is a sort of a simplified version of a lot of different things that I really just play around with leaders thought process and how things are going and in that way. So that's kind of a little bit about what I do. And I look at one thing, Jim, and let me tell you, let me give you a failure because people love failures. So I went to Australia and I started a business. It was a social media agency and it it worked out quick. I, I made money, you know, got six figures going rather quickly. Awesome. Well, I came out of working with, you know, one of the greatest brands, Christian brands in the world, Hillsong. And I was, you know, complete implosion, ridiculous, you know, and I'm thinking, hey, I was in courtside. I was on the floor. People are really going to want to know what I have to say about a lot of these areas and help development and people. Well, it didn't go that way, Jim. I was relying 100% on getting this business going and I was undercapitalized and I was striving. And I had a guy, finally, the mentor of mine, a Fortune 500 guy, he said to me, He said, Anthony, you just need to get your revenue going. He's like, just put this to the side, get your revenue going, and then come back to it. And that's exactly what happened. And so those of you guys, there's sometimes when you're starting a business and you're just like, you're 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 trying to do it and and you're grinding, sometimes you just need a voice of reason that says, Hey, go get some revenue going and then come back to it. And I found like once I did that, that allowed me to be able to because I see coaching for me as a you know 25 year game. You know, that I'll be in Hawaii, you know, doing whatever I'm doing, sitting with great leaders and and, and those types of people. And right now there's a lot of building. So I have to put a few hats on. I got a marketing consulting side here. I've got an advisory role here. I've got a coaching side here. I've got different hats, partnerships with people. So that's how I look at a lot of this stuff. I just want to bring some courage to, to guys that are like, shoot, I'm not quite there yet. It's okay. Get the revenue you're getting and come back to it. That's great. Really great advice. You know, Anthony, one thing that I see, and you know, like, again, I love that you're in coaching and that you're willing to coach people. And, you know, I sometimes think to myself when I coach somebody on infinite banking or building wealth one-on-one, 
And, you know, I do with our clients to some degree, but I don't like meet with them once a week and all of that. And I don't, you know, it takes a lot of emotion. It takes a lot of commitment to do that and really buy, you know, like you're digging in with somebody. But I find like sometimes people get to this level and, you know, you never get to this level where like, you know, the successful leader, like, like they think they either don't need coaching, you know, they got a business that's worth 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, and they don't feel like they need coaching or they're like, they, I don't know if it's through arrogance. I mean, what do you think it is that is why some leaders are afraid to get coaching? Yeah. Well, it's pride, you know, start. And I've, I've been in the orgs where they, you don't realize that the BS level is so high and you don't realize that you're in a bubble. And so that's why I kind of said before, sometimes I come in just for that, just to say you have no clue what's going on internally in the org and it's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you a lot of resources. It's going to cost you friendships. It's going to cost you these other areas. So, you know, scriptures tell us says, you know, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt us in due time. And another thing that I love, it's two ways to it. You know, you go in the Bible and it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers and principalities and rulers of this dark age. And you're like, oh, that's weird. And then I turn on YouTube and you got Tony Robbins says, everything is spiritual. And you're like, oh yeah, that's great. That makes sense. <laughs> but it's like, it's the exact same thing. He's literally telling you that that's what's happening in the Bible. And sometimes in those worlds with those high level leaders, that's exactly what's happening. The devil is doing the same thing, which I just said. He said, what's your greatest gift and how can I distract you from it? Yeah. Yeah, you said a lot right there, man. I think that it's kind of like when I went to this leadership conference in Birmingham, Alabama, and it was Simon Sinek. Wow. Yeah. Uh, John Maxwell and Chris Hodges. Okay. Those oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, the and Chris is the pastor of Church yeah, of Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I know uh, Chris. And, and <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, man, Simon Sinek's going to be so cool. John Maxwell was going to be so cool. And it was yeah. Chris Hodges that, in my opinion, stole the show. Yeah. And I was like, who's this little guy? I mean, he's kind of quiet. He's kind of nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's just kind of unassuming, but he's like mega powerful, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And he's always open to getting feedback and growing. And that's kind of how he got. So, like, when you say, like, some leaders are like, you know, hey, I'm the guy, right? Mm. And Chris Hodges is like kind of just unassuming. It's not about me. It's about the message. You know, I didn't create this. I'm just passing it on. It's just like, you know, I'm trying to figure out the best way that I can explain it to you. And then it's the other guys are great. Okay, they're great. But you can see where one is coming from this spiritual position and i'm not saying the other guys aren't but they're not mm. as much as chris right and i wasn't the only one that felt that way everybody that was in our group was like man chris hodges killed it mm. and, and it made me realize that i don't have to be the guy mm. i all i have to do is guide you to things that god's already created nelson nash who wrote the the, the best book on becoming your own banker unleashing the yeah. bank concept Nelson would stand up before his 10 hour thing and I can't reach my Bible. It's right over there, but he would hold up his Bible and he'd say, everything I'm going to teach you is from through the lens of this book. And if you don't know this book, see me after the seminar. 
Yeah. And then you would get into what everybody wanted to hear, which was infinite banking, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was all concepts from the Bible. And the way that Nelson discovered infinite banking was the way most things are discovered is he was on his knees at three o'clock in the morning praying because he owed $500,000 in real estate loans at over 20% and the Oof. interest was killing him. And he said, God, show me a way out of this. Just show me. I mean, I'll do it. Just show me a way out. Mm. And, and God revealed to him, hey, your brother sold you all these insurance contracts that you can borrow money against those insurance contracts for 8%. So Nelson, mm. why don't you pay eight instead of 20 something? Right. Yeah. And, and that was the beginning of Nelson, you know, uh, showing everybody infinite banking. Obviously he didn't invent it. It was already there. God created it, but Nelson revealed it to yeah. most people. And I love what you said about that, about a leader, because Nelson Nash was as quiet, confident, humble as a leader as you'd see Chris Hodges. I see that in your teachings. I really appreciate that style too. All right. Well, you know, they always tell me to go 20 minutes and we're about 32 in. So I'm going to, you know, as okay. much as I would love to keep talking about this, I guess I should wrap it up. Tell me how people engage with you, Anthony, before I do that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the easiest is uh, there's anthonythompson.org. I have a weekly growth email that I get out that I just literally put my heart and soul in. I hate newsletters and all that crap. So I dive in pretty heavy in there. And then Instagram's easy and you version if you want to read a devotional, which is pretty cool. You know, I would encourage everybody to go on you version and check out Anthony's devotionals. And, you know, it's like anything else, man. You go in there and you start doing these devotionals every day. It will make a difference in your life. And then you go, oh, you know, hey, I'm going to read, you know, I'm sure John Maxwell has one in there. And, you know, yeah. and Chris Hodges, I think, has. And so... Yeah. You'll find these people in that really speak to you. And, you know, so do you do, Anthony, one-on-one -on -one coaching or just with corporations? Yeah, I just do one-on-ones. Yeah. And if it's with corp, it's usually, you know, with some C-suite and some chiefs of staff and things like that. Yeah. So I would encourage anybody too, because I'll tell you, the other thing is, is that I learned a long time ago, I got started in business when I was 22, it was 1988. And then in 1992, you know, I had mentors, I had people that were coaching me. But like when I was a kid, my coaches were like my parents, right? Mm. Like, like my only father figures were really my coaches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back in that day, if they were screaming at you, that means that they care about you. Yeah. And if they were screaming at you, they really didn't care one way or the other. You didn't have any talent. You weren't going to help anything. So, you know, I had to learn that in my 20s when I became a parent. And I'm sorry, kids. So I love that you do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I would encourage everyone to check out Anthony's devotionals. And I just signed up because uh, I didn't know about the newsletter. See, you learn something every day. And I just literally signed up for it while we were talking. That's the ADHD in me. But all right, Anthony. So a couple of questions before we wrap up. Okay. What's the best advice anybody's ever given you? Yeah, it's good, man. It's super counterintuitive. I had a, a preacher one time tell me most important thing for someone like myself because of being really talented in a lot of different areas. And the most important thing you can do, Anthony, is spend time in the presence of God. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. You know, you're, not, you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to want to do it. 
Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny is when we get off track, right? Then we go back and we do that. I mean, and I, I mean, I don't know how many times I've thought, man, I am off track in this area, that area. And you get on your knees on the side of your bed and, and it's like, okay. And then you get back on track, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you're on track and hey, the enemy attacks and puts in your head that it's you and you know, this and that. And then you're like, God, do I, God, do I just keep doing this over and over again? I mean, aren't you ever going to get tired of me doing this? And the answer is no to that, by the way. All right. So since we're on the subject of God, if God came down from heaven, Anthony, and only allowed you to retain the knowledge from one book that you've read, and it can't be the Bible, what would that book be? Yeah, I think I was about 12 or 13 and I had a very, very influential businessman hand me Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I still read it. It's one of the reasons why maybe a couple months ago, I was like, you know what, I need to, I need to remix this book with the Bible and, uh, you know, give a different taste to it. So I wrote that devotional on that one. But that, that book, that book hits, man. I did that one. And, you know, I got to tell you a funny story about that book because I was handed that book when I was in my 20s. And I read it and I was still in such an angry state yeah. that I was like, this book is BS. And I did that with a few books, you know, Hey, I'm reading an hour a day. I'm doing what this, you know, I learned that from a janitor. I had a janitor tell me read an hour a day. And in six weeks, you'll be an expert on whatever subject you're reading about. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not, by the way, but you know what? Thank you, janitor. And the reason I say he's a janitor is because you don't know where gifts are going to come from because that's been an, an amazing gift in my life. But some of these books, I had to adjust my mindset and my thinking before the book came in. And God knew that I had to be in the right frame of mind. And I was at 24, even though I would have told you I wasn't, to hear that message too. And if it would have come to me at 18, it wouldn't have sunk in. And I'm grateful every day that it did. But that book is an amazing book. And I asked my 13-year-old at the time, my 13-year-old granddaughter that I'm raising, hey, I'm going to pay you $100 to read this book. She uh, read about half of it and said, hey. And I thought, okay, don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Yeah. Just not the right time. She's not in the right frame of mind. She's not got the right mindset you know, to take in that book. So I love that you got that book at the age that you did. And, you know, your story, when you talk about your parents and, and your adoptive parents and growing up and having pastors, if we had that, sometimes we fall away from that. Then we come back, right? We never have that. Everybody has their own path. And that's one of the things I love about this show. And I'm one of the things that I love about people that write like you do and have that gift is that, you talk about other people's get paths and you talk about other uh, concepts and books and you really bring it down to earth. So I, I thank you so much for that. Thank you for being on the show and thank you for everything that you do. And God bless, man. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. I love seeing your stuff. Can't wait for your book, dude. Can't wait for it. Awesome. It'd be cool. I'll definitely send you a copy and uh, thank you audience for listening. And we're going to wrap this show up like we do every show with the incredible words of Earl Nightingale. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. 
If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.